five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. had our spring game up in canada one time and uh you know it's a it's football team of yeah. 105 guys college kids and uh our coach brought us up there and uh you know 18 you know is the age to drink up there yeah. so you know we're all we, we had like two and a half three days up there and everybody's like oh we're gonna go wild <laughs> so we, we have our game and then we start going out you know we're having a time mm-hmm. and like uh we 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 have quite a, quite the time up there, and then we're on the way, like we're on the bus ride back home, and it's like a ten hour bus ride, and uh, <laughs> like an hour into the bus ride, our coach is like comes on like the the bus microphone. He's like, "We got lunch today, boys. Egg salad sandwiches." And they had been in this cooler, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is the last thing a hundred and five <laughs> hungover guys on the bus need." <laughs> Egg salad sandwich. Were they egg salad? Were they excellent? <laughs> they were not excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, they've been in the cooler for a while. Yeah, or did you put them in there on the way back from Canada? I'm sure they were marinated. <laughs> and that's something you don't want your eggs to be. <laughs> Unlike meats. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's, not on gonna... a, it's on a 21 day dry aged steak. Bone it's kind of like cereal. I don't want my cereal marinated in milk for too long. Yeah. I like it crispy. That's why I like Crispix. Oh, I, I like Crispix. It's one of my favorite cereals. I'm not a big... Uh, I, mean, I don't think I've had a bowl of cereal in two years. Yeah. I, I've i gotten big in... Ever since with Debbie, um, I've been get, drinking a lot of milk. Because she keeps a lot of milk around because she has four kids and the kids drink milk. Oh, I yeah. grew up drinking a lot of milk. Yeah. I, I, mean, I used to play... I played football. Yeah. Across and stuff, and when I come home from football practice, I was really thirsty. Instead of grabbing like the, the water bottle, I would just go in and pour a huge glass of skim milk. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's some good milk right there. And I do another one, and I can sit down for dinner, and I'll be like, oh, mom, sorry, I gotta go lay down because I have a stomach ache. Yeah, I don't think I've had a glass of milk. Freaking in... brick! It's a brick. I haven't had a glass of milk in years. What about milk and cookies? Are you no. sweet guy or more of a salt guy? Honestly, like. I don't have a, a sweet tooth? big sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in our office, uh, you know, Keith keeps this jar of chocolates mm-hmm. and he restocks it all the time. And I'm not a big sweets guy, but some of these chocolates in there, like those Lindor truffles, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just, I'll go at it, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, candies and uh, cake. I don't really like cake ice cream. The only, I, I do like Jenny's ice cream. Uh-huh. Have you ever had the Jenny's? No. Oh, right off. Uh, it's right off like Bethesda Row, maybe. Cool. Unreal. Ice cream is the best. First time I had it, my brother lives down in Charleston. First time you had ice cream. <laughs> first time Jenny's? I had. First time I had Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a distinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got ice cream uh, and then you got Jenny's. First time I had Jenny's was down in Charleston, and my brother uh, introduced me, and it is like the most unreal ice cream you've ever had. Yeah. And like I'm not, I don't have a big sweet tooth. So coming from me, maybe that's like a good staple review. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, this is uh, this podcast has been sponsored by Jenny's. <laughs> <laughs> now we got shout out Jenny's. Let's go, let's go. Keep doing what you're doing, Matty Callahan. Not ice cream guy. <laughs> He's a Jenny's guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an ice cream guy. I'm a Jenny's guy. 
That's good. So I remember my my dad uh, um, first brought ice cream to my attention, and I was like, I don't know, seven, and uh, it brings this like bowl of cold thing, cold stuff. It was vanilla, and uh, he's like, try something. Like no, it's like try something. Like no, so try something. Like okay, <laughs> gives me mm. now. I'm like, give me some, give me some, <laughs> give me that bowl. I'm like I didn't want to try ice cream. He's like, no, no, Billy, you have to. You can't not like ice cream, you know. It's a. It's like it's like it's uh, one of those things that no no matter who you are or it's a universal language yeah. food thing. That may be a universal truth. Is yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. Who yeah. says they don't like ice cream? Right. I don't know. Because I don't know. Uh, some kids are like, I don't like pizza. I'm like, okay, but I've I don't know if I've ever. Yeah, like very I, few kids have said that. You know, I've been around kids for fifteen years, uh, but ice cream, I couldn't do that. Like, I, I think, especially like you know, I growing up with, uh, you know, Tracy, mm-hmm. he is like the pizza lord. Is he a big pizza guy? I mean, there's the pizza there's, lord. There's only like a couple of things he eats. It's like pizza, one of them, huh? mac and cheese, Mexican grilled cheese, cheese he'll eat a steak <laughs> and a <laughs> burger. That's pretty much with cheese on it, and you know he'll have a bowl of cereal every now and then. But that's yeah. about it for yeah. his palate. If you're ever in the grill room, you'll notice he only really gets like flatbread pizza or like a grilled cheese. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's cheesy. Yeah, he's not not he's not not cheesy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, there is a dad. I mean, I know he's gonna listen to this thing because he's like he's like, I can't wait. As I, I, I talk to him, he's like I can't wait to listen. Uh, but if it is a dad, that's similar to my dad. It's just like a great dad, and without a doubt, and he's got dad jokes, and he's just like, I don't know, just he's a dad. He's cheesy and can be corny. Like, dude, I, I like, I'm, I'm turning, I'm almost a, a stepdad, um, and I have a shirt that says I, I love dad jokes, so I'm ready to go. And you know, like <laughs> a lot of my friends, like, uh, see a lot of like Tracy and me, so like, I guess I'm. Stepping in line, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it feels if it feels right, and you know, then step. You know, I, I remember. Um, so anyway, this has been a long intro, but um, Maddie Callahan, um, on Pillars of Community. Um, I'm thrilled that you're sitting here and we're rapping. Yeah, thank you for having me. You bet, buddy. When I were talking to you in the grill room, uh, kind of a while ago, um, maybe like. Month ago, something like that. Ah, I think it was maybe like March. It might have been in March because we were, dr- were drinking the Guinness. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Guinness was on tap. Yeah, the Guinness was flowing. Uh, I'm uh, petitioning to get it back, but uh, <laughs> I might be the only one on that. Petition. You might be able to, you might be able to get it in the bottle or can. Well, or they have it in the can, but it's not the same. Um, it's not, I don't think it's the same. You know, it's uh, you're a purist. But I, you know what, I have yet to have a true. Ireland Guinness, so I think I'm I'm long overdue for that. You know, hopefully we can get back to uh, normal travel and everything this year. Maybe I'll, so. I'll I'll get out to the homeland. The homeland. So you like Guinness, but you don't like Jameson. Uh, I'm a whiskey uh, connoisseur. I you know that's kind of like the liquor of choice for me. And uh, Jameson wouldn't be one of the bottles I'll pull off the shelf. Yeah, but you know, I I kind of like my uh, 
Kentucky bourbon, um, Buffalo Trace. I think they come out with some great mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think there's 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 a lot of great bourbon in Kentucky, and right now my favorite, um, which is hard to get, it's becoming like one of those allocated products is Blanton's. Mm-hmm. It's just the price is just going up by the day. It feels like. Um, I was talking to a guy. I picked up a bottle maybe a few weeks ago, and the guy said, you know, this used to be a $25, $30 bottle, mm-hmm. you know, years ago, and now it's, it's like... Blant- Blanton's? Yeah. B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S. Cool. It's kind of like McKenna. McKenna used to be really cheap, you know, years yeah. ago, and now it's allocated as well. It's just hard to get. 2.0, Matty Callahan, we're having Blanton's. There we go. Yeah, and I like And now it. we got some Canadian Club and some water. Which is not a bad mix. I'm gonna pump it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 2.0. When I come back, we'll have a bottle of plans. Now and we're we'll talking. Do it up. Now we're talking. Um, but uh, so the Canada story, the can the Canada story. So you played football. Yes. Uh, where? Sorry. So I I, I went played to QB. North, yeah, I played quarterback. Uh, I went to Northwest High School in Germantown. Uh, I grew up with. Um, in the you know, I played youth league for a year in uh, South Germantown. Then I went to Rockville with Andy Stefanelli, mm-hmm. who's the head coach at Good Council. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I went to Northwest up in Germantown, played with a uh, couple of good coaches there. Uh, ended with New Beiser, who was uh, you know he's he won two state titles in his career at Northwest, and then I went on to uh, McDaniel College. That's right. Um, up in Westminster, Maryland, small town. Just you know, you could throw a rock in Pennsylvania almost. Yeah, hey, green near t- Phantom Fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Green Terror. <laughs> it, it was honestly like the you should go up to a game there. It, the, you Daniel, know, the tailgating atmosphere up there is second to none. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. um, we a lot were of spirit. Yeah, we we'll, we were actually put in the top ten like tailgating schools about that? in the u.s and like we were right behind like lsu wow and like we're a division three school so like tailgating is like a real big deal how does it how does it constitute um you know what constitutes a good tailgate <laughs> like our homecoming tailgate could so like we have a smaller stadium well they just redid it uh you know gill stadium it, it's really nice but um we have like a you know, our homecoming game could yield anywhere from like ten to, you know, fifteen thousand people, and um, it's a good number. Yeah, and that's 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 just like there's tents, grills are going. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Greek organizations spray paint their letters, and then like, it, how it's, big is the school? Uh, undergrad, it might be like two thousand. Yeah, not not large. Not large yeah. at all. You know, my high school was bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You go from a big pond to a smaller pond just population-wise. Right, right. Um, but but to have a tailgate that size speaks, I guess, I guess what might constitute best tailgate is like the energy and the, and the draw and the, and the show, the show out yeah. of the fans that come. Um, I don't know if they're sampling kielbasa. Yeah, you know, a chili cookout, chili cookoff, or whatever. Uh, you could get anything. You, you know. the best thing was you take your uh, pads off and you walk up to the tents and 
You got all types. You got chicken wings. Talk you about post game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn yeah, right. You got pulled pork. You know. You got pit beef. You got it all. It's awesome. That's pretty freaking cool. You know, <laughs> win, lose, or draw, you're gonna get a good meal afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Home games. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? And if you're in Canada, you're gonna get a good beverage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a couple of those. Yeah. Canada was awesome. Yeah, we went up to Montreal. Some egg for that. salad. <laughs> yeah, that was. My, my that was not the greatest up my, there. My, uh, yeah, egg salads like it's been. It was a while for me to like really embrace the egg salad and the tuna fish, but now I have. I like tuna. I I have not adapted to like the canned tuna. And that chicken of the sea. Chicken of the sea. Shout out Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Let's go, Jessica. Yeah, I don't. Next think week's uh, free. Yeah. For the podcast, that is. That's it. Yeah, sponsored <laughs> by Chicken of the Sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have not. Uh, gotten into that that yet i i I was so i was in annapolis right and uh i was at st john's and um stayed a summer there and there's jimmy john's i love jimmy john's free smells see like free smells i'm a for subs jersey mike's has been really good um kind of grew up eating that um there was a sub place down at the beach the casapulas yeah casapulas is great oh it's legendary. Yeah, there's a couple of them. And then they're, um, they're the yeah the Italian sub. Oh yeah, it's huge, it's incredible, massive. But they have this, you know, Capo Deli uh, Brickside right here in Bethesda. They, um, they at, have like, at Brickside. Yeah, they they have this ghost kitchen. It's Capo Deli, and like I started eating their what sandwiches. What's I mean? the ghost kitchen? Mean? It's just like um, is it branch off the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So they have these. I had one for lunch today. It was amazing, unbelievable. You know, it, yeah, it's great. Their subs are amazing, and like the line in DC to go there is out the door. Not as long as the gas line. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> the gas line is uh, excessive. You know, healthy. Yeah, regular. <laughs> you got gas. That means you're regular. Yeah, we're not going there. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, all right, back to the, my Jimmy John's thing. Is like when I was there for a summer, I was like, all right, you know what? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the cafe, there's no cafeteria. Um, there's a Jimmy John's right on Main Street, and I like the Jimmy John's rolls and everything. It's just like white, you know. Yeah, you've had it before, Jimmy John's before. Yeah, the, the, the bread, it's quick, is, simple. The, bread, the bread's so good. It's just white bread. It's hot and uh, it's like fluffy and fresh. And they have and they have a sign that says "Free Smells," which I use all the time in my daily life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you do to eat in there? I'm like, I don't know. It's good. It's free. You can smell. It's free. Smell. Free smells. It's a good one. It's my. I like it. Anyway, um, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna go down the list. And then, like, I did like the turkey tom. I did the roast beef special. And I did like the ham and cheese thing. And then I got down to the tuna. I was like, I never really did tuna. I had the tuna sub. I'm like, this is not bad. I did all the subs, like 15 of them. And then I started over. But uh, yeah, tuna fish is not bad. I I I think I've had. Uh... Jimmy John's maybe once or twice, and I've been uh, upset. Okay, all right, we have to rectify that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little. I'm like uh, about the remedy. <laughs> isn't it? Not it would. It would take a, a lot to turn that tide. What happened? Did you get like a, you know it's, sardine in there? No, I just thought you know it was uh, too much bread, not enough meat. Yeah, all sizzle, no steak. It's kind of like um, it's like Panera. It's like mm-hmm. portions are small. Skimp. Yeah, it kind of skimp, skimp portions. You get double meat. Yeah, double meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like chipotle but chipotle doesn't skimp no you know you do a normal like like chicken thing whatever there's a good amount of chipotle. I, I eat a lot of chipotle oh my gosh it's so good it's awesome 
And if you're nice to them, they like give you a good healthy scoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you got to start talking to them early. Yeah, say your please and thank you. Yeah, compliment hairdo. Yep, like oh, your yeah. nails. Do it all. Okay, everything smells good. I think I'm smelling the chicken. If I'm smelling you, you smell good too. When <laughs> <laughs> it gets to the meat, you're like, <laughs> Dude, you know, yeah, the old fingers, finger spin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember like when I was in college, um, this is some point we could talk philosophy, but I don't feel like it right now. Yeah, well, we can just let it run and we'll, we'll get there we're rap- when the time is right. We're rapping and rolling. Not rock, but rapping and rolling. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was in college, Duke, my roommate from Ohio is like, Chipotle. Where is the Chipotle? <laughs> the Chipotle is so good. And I'm from Ohio, from Columbus and everything. And we're like down there like, what are you talking about? You're, you're speaking Ohioan. You don't know what that is. And uh, it didn't take long for Chipotle to spread. You know? Like, no, you are growing up hard. in this area. You don't remember growing up. Like, I mean, you're young, though. How old are you? 26. All right. I'm 39. I grew up with a Chipotle. I did not. So, yeah. like, when I was in middle school, the Chipotle uh, came to the Kentlands area, and it was revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. You're, so, you're, you, you're, your family, your parents' house yeah. is where? Is it Darstown? Yeah, my parents are out. They've been out in Darstown. Your dad loves loves a good car ride. And they, they live there. Actually, there's, like, the, you know second day or first day i got out of the hospital when i was born they moved into that house out there my goodness and that was the only house i grew up in you know before moving out and so they've they've been there are you the youngest yeah i'm the youngest of four yeah so like all right had the fourth i got a little maddie and we're gonna get a new house we're turning the pay we got a new chapter yeah i think i was i was the the chapter that was unanticipated. <laughs> like the appendix. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, they slipped one past the goal. Yeah. Man, that was a good goal. <laughs> I would say. I mean, yeah. The um, but so they they, they live. Closer. It was a good goal. <laughs> Game winner. Sudden victory. Sudden yeah. Victory, right. Bro. Sudden death. Yeah. I mean, all right. We gotta stick on this topic for a minute. I know some other people that are kind of the same thing. Like, all right, I wasn't intended. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't chap you, you know? right? It right. doesn't like you know bother you. No, uh, there's a lot, a lot of times the first one's not intended. Right. A lot of times, most of the kids aren't intended. Yeah. You know. You know. Hey, all right, fine. We can move on now. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Who gives a, who gives a crap? Like, you got great parents. Yeah, they you are. Know? They are. Um, but did you, so did you, before, I guess, before you, you might not be able to recollect it firsthand because then you, you know, you moved out to the dinner but where were they before that? Were they kind of closer to Bethesda? Um, you know, I think they were at this place like Morgan Shower Court, wherever that is, you know, I, I don't really know too much about beforehand. Um, but I know my dad, you know, he grew up. Like down, down, you know, River Road, closer to the city, and then um, they moved out to. Ironically, like growing up, my grandmother, like, um, 
lived behind us and like she was a street over and that's where my dad moved out and he was going to Gaithersburg High School and then he moved in to the BCC district from there. So BCC. Yeah. Right. There. Chase. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he went from Gaithersburg to BCC and uh, so he's, he's kind of been local his whole life. Yeah. My mom was born in Texas and then moved out here. Um, she spent, you know, all her summers at the beach and she went to Whitman. My mom went to Whitman. Yeah. My dad went to BCC. Yeah. Did so, your dad go to BCC? Yeah. How about that? Um, it's uncanny. We're, uh, I'm, you know, just MCPS going yeah. strong here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, one of the best public school um, counties in the nation. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Amen. Debbie's kids, uh, Two of them there. One's at Modern Day. With the two Griffins? Girls, they're Griffins, yeah. The two girls are there. And then Dorothy's, uh, she uh, educates all of us. And she's three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you learned from the youngster. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you would know. The youngster. <laughs> I caught you on that one. Uh, no, yeah, she's uh, such a trip, man. Um I wish we I wish we could have had it at, at five, but it was too busy. Um but I like I love having uh good people and you're one of them. Um over when the kids are here. Uh I want the kids to see everything I do. Not everything I do, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Well, <laughs> that'll be two point oh. That'll be two point oh. Yeah. Exactly right. With some Blantons, Blantons. as I read it from Buffalo my, Trace. From, from, from the book. Um I wouldn't mind moving somewhere more remote yeah where do you live now i live um yeah i live in bethesda i'm uh, moving to another apartment in bethesda so i'm just i'm like hopping around bethesda kind of just leapfrogging around i did that i did bethesda hopped for a while you know it's like i i get i get what you're saying about being remote um well i'm at the point i'm more of at the point where I'm going to be married soon and I have four kids and probably have another one. Yeah. And, uh, I like to read. I like to write. I like to have fish. I like to be out in the yard. I like to do yard work. I don't like messing up my, my hands. Like yeah. See, so you, you got the hands of labor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do love going to Columbia, but I can still do that if I'm like, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, Tracy your dad lives does out, it. He lives out in Darnstown. Um, yeah. Uh, why I love a ragtop. Ragtop saga. <laughs> he swears yeah. he will never own an, a car without what a ragtop. What is the difference between a ragtop and a convertible? Uh, Are they synonyms? I think that's a Tracy question. <laughs> you know, I think he'll be able to, to decipher the difference. When I had him on or not. <laughs> we got to do a two-point. We got to do a two-point now. Maybe, maybe father-son. A little, a little TCMC? Do you... Uh, your dad's such a big personality. He is, yeah. You know this, right? He is, yeah. Um, you think you're more your dad or you're more your mom? What do you? Uh, you know, I, I never I, met your mom. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's she's fun, loving, great personality. I kind of think, uh, you know, I take qualities from both, but mm-hmm. I've been able to cultivate. You know, I'm trying to carve out my own figure from Amen. them. So, Amen. Those are wise words. Um, 
But do you ever, you know, Dad's large personality is a fixture at Columbia. Do you ever feel like in his shadow or, you know, it's you're funny. Tracy's son or no, sometimes it might, they might be like, you know, um, you're Matthew's, maybe you're Maddie's father. You know, I, I don't know. But does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, most of the time when I introduce people or like I introduce myself to people, it's like, hey, like, uh, you know, I'm Maddie Callahan. And then, you know, they'll be like, oh, you must be Tracy's son. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, wow, like I would never have thought. So it's like, yeah. you know, but no, like I, my dad's, he's a personality. That's just the way he is. But, you know, I never felt like uh in a shadow or anything of that sense. It's, I mean, I think it's healthy that you're like, you know, you're not trying to be your dad. Right. I mean, all, all respect to your father. Right. You just want to be mad at Callahan. Exactly. Yeah. You know, which is, uh, for a 26 year old, it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's why it's a wise, um, endeavor. So everyone should try to do. Right. You know, you know it's like, you know, cultivating your, your own style. That's like the, uh, it's um an everlasting journey, you know, in life for sure. Cultivate's a good word. You know, you use it twice in a matter of a few minutes. But I didn't even notice. <laughs> no, I mean it's like cultivate. You like almost like take a couple things and you mash them. You you, you um um you need them. You you know help them help them germinate into one. It's a one thing. I like that. You know, you're kind of you're germinating your own seeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like the you know it's like. The, it's the, the labor of life. You know, you got to harvest your own fruits. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think that's right. I mean, it is, it is early on, like, as you can do it, you know, sort of figure out what sort of, you know, what what how, what germination that, that you want to do or you're called to do. Right. I read an article this past Mother's Day about, I mean, not to get too like you know down or whatever, but ghost moms or like mothers that have lost their sons. Yeah, and uh, this lady wrote like an op-ed in the post, and she's like, sometimes people say that you become a mother for the first time you hold your child. Makes sense. Um, she's like, I, I, I came to realize that I became a mother when I was. Able, when I was able to let go yeah. of my child, um, I mean, in her circumstance, it was um, getting past the loss of her son. Um, but maybe other circumstances is like realizing that you know who you bring life into the world, and you foster it, and you and you, and you help form it and raise it, and, and at some point to be able to be strong enough to be like. Go fly, right? You know? Yeah, you know, it's, go fly. That's important. Um, obviously, I, I can't speak on behalf of being a parent, but um, I, I think it's you know important for you know the idea of uh, you know maybe you're well, just in my my perspective, it's like um or you know like i i like i you know read a lot of philosophy so like the importance of you know establishing your own style and like be you know becoming the best version of you 
might require you from or require you to kind of break away from tradition or you know just something that you've kind of been going down the the line with so like you can really find out where you want to go if that makes sense it it does make sense um uh and i think and i think the it's like a delicate balance of like how much do you as a parent or a teacher or a mentor or whatever step in and try to orchestrate and lead and how much do you withdraw and allow for the child or the pupil to figure out on their own (laughs) right you know it's the dance it's like the greatest total dance yeah you know the, the the teacher is successful when the pupil becomes the teacher doesn't need him anymore right because yeah, exactly right you know it becomes it right yes so i i think that's it's like uh it's like you know it's like uh you know karate kid like wax on wax off mm-hmm. you know you paint the you, fence. you kind of you paint the fence for a while and then you realize okay you know i understand the lessons you've taught me like let me go be my own person yeah it's like um, a bird with its uh, chicks in its nest, in the nest. Right. They, they feed the chicks, feed the chicks, they give them the worms and everything like that. And uh, and then at some point, the bird can fly and it goes. Yeah. You know, see you later. <laughs> like, <laughs> go have your own chicks and feed them worms. Exactly. You know, uh, it's a dumbed down, not dumbed down, but that's just a simplified way of just, you know. It's, uh, I think it's a double-edged sword sort of of the... The human heart, you know, that you can, you can, you love so. We have the capacity to love and hate with such power and so deeply. Um, we have to know also know when to realize that love. With, I think with parenting uh, is um, the ability to um, step back and just arrest action, or, or you know, let. Let inaction be action, and uh, just because you're not involved doesn't mean you don't love them. It might mean you love them more because you're going to let the person, the kid, you know, let him let him go, you know, right. let him do his thing, his or her thing. Um, and like I said, it's like uh, I'm I my philosophy has always been uh, kind of laissez faire, yeah. you know, hands off. Um, more hands off than hands on. Um, I have my own interests. You know, I like Nietzsche. I'm gonna like this book that you gave me. Hey, Peter Godfrey. Other minds. It's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. I have things that I'm into. The podcast, my fish. Right. <laughs> um, I don't need. I don't know yet, though. I never had a child of my own, but I'm pretty sure that I don't need. To have the child for like validation, right? Or um, to you know to to live vicariously through you know the child and all that stuff. Um, what really makes me happy is to see with Debbie's kids is just to kind of set them up for success or something, and just step back and just watch them just laugh and have fun and grow. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then I'm gonna go read Nietzsche. 
Or watch Star Wars. I'm getting through the Marvel MCU, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Don't read too much Nietzsche. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You know, the one thing is like, um, like I, you know, talk to me about Nietzsche. Like I, uh, I've read. I oh mean, where's that? Where's my Beyond Good and Evil? Beyond Good and Evil is great. I put off the shelf. There's like some like really quotable stuff out of that thing. Yeah, you know, I think um, maybe the most more most accessible of his books. You know, I I think uh, Nietzsche writes a lot about you know, you know, like embracing the suffer to you know really become who you are, which is like very important. You're gonna have to keep going. I'm gonna try to find this book. Yeah, find it. Let's let's get it. you know, I, I think, you know, Nietzsche is, you know, he's controversial. He's, um, you can identify with him and you can also disagree with him. But he is like very intuitive of, you know, my favorite book is Thus Spoke Zarathustra. And it's all about, you know, the evolution of yourself in becoming the Ubermensch is, which is translated to the the Overman or sometimes the Superman. I you know I think one of the things that you can really take away from him is it's you know he speaks a lot about the will to power and um, but it's more it's more or less like the power over yourself. You know if if you want to wear a green shirt every single day because that's what Billy wants to do, then wear a green shirt every day. You know, that way it's, you know, in, in your heart, that's what Billy wants to do. I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it, but is it like, just like know thyself? Yeah, um, like there's... Is it like checking, is it like checking, go ahead, you go ahead. Uh, you know, like, if you have your... You know, there's a there's so many quotes like you know, if you have your own why in life, then you can get through almost any how. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously, you know, we all are gonna be bent from different chapters, but the um, you know, and like Zarathustra, he's it's the beginning of a baby, like the innocence and like the the innocence of a child, and then the child becomes a, a camel, and then the camel the 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 camel is the like an analogy to the ability to carry the burden like camels can go long in the desert and they don't need water but yet they're going to march on forever and then the camel becomes a tiger a tiger is fierce and it can overcome its like fighting and like it can overcome things and then like the goal is to defeat the dragon the dragon is everything that's pitted against you and mm-hmm. the the things preventing you from coming who you are mm-hmm. and like that is like how you become the overman in a simplistic way i mean that's uh it's uh it's that's is that theory or is that practice like how how do we practically apply that um I mean, I, you know i i think that's like uh it's it's interesting because um i <laughs> you know i studied a lot of you know, what I was a one of my majors was philosophy, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I did a lot of Western philosophy. But then I started diving into Eastern philosophy, and you know, what you know, so like mm-hmm. Lao Tzu and like um, this other like um, pupils of Confucius, 
and um, even like Native American philosophy, you kind of understand that there's some everything kind of connects back to like developing yourself and like how do you do that? Is this how do you do that? It's this internal process that you have to go through in life. You know, you're gonna be dealt different cards. You're gonna. It's it's really hard nowadays. You know, with all the influence and social media. Because even when I was like growing up, you know, social media wasn't huge, mm-hmm. but now it's like a part of life, you know, and like cell phones, like the iPhone, it's really hard to really step back from things and ask yourself like, hey, you know, what am I think? just going through the motions? Am I being fed all of like these things or am I actually like, you know, living my life? And like going back to, it's like a... a of Socrates thing like you know the unexamined life is not worth living yeah yeah you know yeah so I think that is like um, it's a constant examining right right it's perpetual it's uh, daily I mean it's it's, it's a lot of uh, it'd be a lot of um, there's a lot of merit in, in, in writing journaling you know yeah journaling <laughs> is like so um, my girlfriend, she's a therapist and, um, journaling, you know, is something that therapists like advocate for or they're advocates of. And, um, it's absolutely like game changing, you know, to write down not just your thoughts, but your feelings. And so when, when, when journal, I mean, I've done it before. Um, you kind of, if you write, in the morning, or let's say you write at night, right? You talk about your day, yeah. You get it all on paper. There's a there's a cool quote I actually talked about yesterday on a podcast. Um, but it's like I I think it goes to something like I write to understand what I'm thinking, right? Exactly. Right. I like right. that. <laughs> I write to understand what I'm thinking because yeah. like it's an active process, and there's like maybe things latent in the brain that the active process of writing shakes the dust off them, allows them to surface. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I even, I even, I even um, think that about talking, you know, when you talk something out with a therapist or with a friend or with your girlfriend or whatever, um, you, at the end of your, let's say you talk for a half hour, at the end of the thing, like, I, I didn't realize that this is going to come up and then I just somehow it came into my mind and I just spoke it. Yeah. How does that happen? That's the most mysterious thing for me. Right. What is that? How does that happen? It's a, it's a, it's a dredging up. Like I didn't know I was gonna say dredge. It just pop, how did that pop into my head? Yeah. It's very mysterious. But just like if you, it's like the whole idea. Maybe of the first step is the hardest. If you get the ball rolling, um, then things will will fall into place. If you just sit there and be like, when I like tap my fingers on the desk or put them together and uh think it, sometimes it happens you can do it in your head but you got to take it out of the head and put it on the paper or speak it um but for it to fully like germinate in the flower yeah you know i I think. I think um you know along with that like one of the most important things that is kind of getting lost in translation now in today's world is just the idea of like critical thinking. Um, How do you mean? 
I mean, and, and, you know, it's very like, you know, you, you know, we, philosophy we read from centuries or millennia ago never really had the technology that we deal with on a daily basis. Like, I can listen to all types of news, podcasts, mm-hmm. like, I am on social media. You could be reading, like, different types of mediums. It all, like, information is being, it's, there's no osmosis. It's always pouring in. Yes. And I think now it's very difficult to cultivate your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's where philosophy comes in, though, I think. Right. And that, I, that might be what you're getting to. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what I'm getting to is that the ability to, you know, cipher through everything and kind of pick and choose and then figure out, okay, is this, how do I feel about yeah. this? You know? Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think it, it's difficult nowadays. And I, I think that it's going to be a problem, you know, and you, you know Nietzsche talks about it a lot with like um or even like you go back to you know Plato when he talks a lot about like the masses you know you know or Socrates when he's getting you know when he's in in his trial if he's going to be exiled or jailed you know a lot of the time like the masses are going to do what's comfortable and it's like always been like a a like a, uh, like a fight, yeah. you know? And I think that like the one thing that like philosophy or like logic has been trying to, to steer people is like, okay, let's, let's just find how you like, let's cultivate our own thoughts. <laughs> cultivate. There, that's the third time. <laughs> now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, I call time out for yeah. intermission. I got What you know about Ariel? I love that <laughs> intro, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, I feel a little bit better. You know, I've been rapping so much, I'm getting excited over here. I have to use the little boys' room. Yep. <laughs> a little intermission. Yeah, I love. I, I I miss movies with intermission. Personally, anybody else out there? I no. don't think I've ever been to. There, it's old school. It's like you're watching like the Ten Commandments. You know, Cecil B. DeMille, huge productions, four hour movies. Um and like you do two I mean it's like almost like a play or right. an, op- an opera yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like that yeah. you do probably like two hours have fifteen minute intermission do an hour and a half call it a night but you the idea I mean us as as philosophers um we you do the two hours you go out you go outside have a drink have a smoke or whatever kind of think about everything think about it talk about it talk about how about yeah, that for yeah. a novel idea talk to strangers about this thing that everyone's experiencing yeah and then go back in for the finale you know that's like one thing is especially like you see it i think uh maybe like a downside of the information age is the you know you don't talk to people as much um you don't talk to strangers as much people are more so like on their phones they're um everybody's on their phones just trying to get that next mm-hmm. you know like fix bit of information yeah. whatever it is and uh yeah um uh, well, i was gonna say something about related to that um but 
Yeah. I think the, um, the human element has been, I'm not diminished, it's a strong word. But like, well, like uh, now you have a lot right. more of a. You have a television in your pocket, <laughs> right? You know, my 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 uncle, he's big on like the. You know, he's like to pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, I'm not gonna, lost out of a call, a phone call. Right, I'm not going to text you. I'll I'll call you. The phone call is the hottest of all mediums. You know, and um, I think uh, it's difficult. You know, it's we're, difficult. We're, we're definitely moving to an Don't age where like the personable touch is is leaving a little bit um you know i think uh it's kind of like a you know this information age is just feeding us too much like there's it's like an over stimulus it's like kind of like a as needed basis as far as how i'm going to interact with people I mean, there's no problem. There's no, there's not. There's a strong argument for um, unplugging the television. Um, I personally, I could probably just do with like Netflix or I love movies. I love movies. I love movies. Um, I miss going to the movie theater. Yeah, the, that ex- that experience that we kind of like start with after the intermission. Um, <laughs> it's just like go ex- go to the park and stay in the park for like an hour and look around, smell, look, feel, talk to people and go home. Like the movies now, uh, that, that doesn't have nothing to do with the movie. I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> Maybe Forrest Gump in the park, <laughs> but like the idea of, uh, just experiencing the world, having an experience. You right. know? Now it's consumer nation, consumer world, consumerism. Right. Yeah. It's like, all right, all I got to do is pay $9.99 for Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu, whatever the subscription is, and at my fingertips, I have all the movies. Right. Kind of cool. I mean, you can watch Rocky 1 to 7 or 8 or 10 or however many they are um, in, a, in a weekend. You can binge like the thing. But um, again, as a, there's an interesting quote about philosophy is to make make philosophy intelligible is committing suicide to the practice of philosophy. Um, in in that, you have to dwell with the text in order for the text to like sink in, to right. become you. You know, and it's that's why. Like, I'm not a big audiobook person. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather hold the tangible text and read it over the course of three and- weeks. You know, and like, well, like, you know, like, I've done a book a week. Uh, I did that like a year ago, um, and like, it really like challenged me to. So for one year, you read, read fifty-two books. Yeah, and you did it. Yeah. God damn, you're awesome. But you know, it was just a lot less television and other things that I do now. So you read all the whole uh, Doctor Seuss collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's like. I, I, philosophy is not, you know, it's, it's a, it's always going to be an internal struggle. Cause like, you know, the best thing of like, you know, your, your school of thought can change. And like, we are, we, we should be, we should allow that more. It's like, you should be able to have other schools of thought, experiment with other schools of thought and change your school of thought. I think a problem is that like, you know, and this could be like an ego thing or I don't know. You know, that's not for me to decide, but like if somebody, if we're in an argument 
and you say something to me, like it should be more acceptable for me to say, wow, you know, I like your point. I'm going to sit on that and it might change the way I was thinking. I think that's, that's important for like the advancement of philosophy. Um, and it always and will be. Yeah. And it's more needed ever than now. Yeah. Not not it needed more you ever know, than it, now. Yeah. It is because um, because of the like as the information age picks up pace and it gains I don't like the word information. As the technology, like the technologic age, like no, no, like information, yeah, yeah, like I, I agree with. I'm I'm nitpicking the wrong thing. The we talk about it later. We could say like, um, like the, uh, it could be like the the like the 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 bite age Mm because everything is like bites now. Mm -hmm. It's like sound bites, video bites, Mm -hmm. you know, tweets Mm -hmm. or post, but like. Not much is really, not not many people are delving into the deep readings. Not much or, is accomplished, right? There's you know it's very you, surface. You, it's all surface level. It's very shallow. Yep. But like, are you actually gonna go and read academia? Are you gonna go read journals or like text or like historical? Are you gonna get the historical context of the situation? Because I think that is important to establish. Like when you found, like when you're cultivating here's the fourth one (laughs) (laughs) when you're cultivating your opinion on something because opinions are important Uh and they're powerful Uh um when you're cultivating your opinion on something i think it's important to like if i'm telling you something i it's um it's on me to provide i have to provide you with the burden of truth if i'm arguing something it's not up to you to research it it's up to me to provide the burden of truth Uh And, like, that's another part of critical thinking and logic that most people leave behind. It's like, hey, I'm going to throw you this picture or this tweet or this post, and I'm not going to say anything behind it because people don't want to do that that extra work. That it's a responsibility that, become, that, comes, that should come with right. whatever that's put out there. You know, and I think you see a lot of... Um, and, and anyone could be a published sort of like author or, or, or right. a source because they have access to the World Wide Web and Facebook or or any sort of social media. You know, and it's, um, it, it's dangerous, you know, the, the, the idea that people can create this voice that can control a lot of people in a sense i think that's what's kind of like scary about this technological age is that people need more skeptics well yeah (laughs) they're hermeneutics of suspicion the hermeneutics of suspicion what is that it basically is you always are questioning power you're always questioning sounds like socrates yeah like you're always questioning power schools of thought and what is the consensus? All I know is that I do not know. It's exactly it's Socrates, you know. And another thing is like there's another famous um, thing. It's called like the veil of ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, if we all walked around with this veil on our head, and it had it prevented us from seeing anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
a veil using like uh, how uh, in my in my mind a veil is like kind of like a um like a screen you can right. see you can see some things right but it filters out other things so imagine you're walking around with this this veil on your head and veil it only ignorance. allows you to see mm-hmm. it only allows you to speak to people right yeah. so if you're only allowed to speak to people you can't see anything you can't come there with a bias you know, I, I can't approach you, you know, if, if I, I cannot look at you and create a bias. Uh, yeah. So it's like a veil. It, it filters out the, it allows for the truth to go right. through the screen. Right. We yeah. can, we like, truth, it, gets, it gets rid of biases. Right. You know, and that's something that is like. Desired. <laughs> yeah, but impossible. Yeah. But doesn't matter if it's impossible. You still strive for that, right? It's still the goal, you, you know? know. And I think um, I never got tuned into philosophy until I was in college. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a I was an athlete. Um, football was like my driver in high school. Yeah, and then in college, I really took to philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and football. Yeah, uh, yeah. Football was fun. It was awesome. Uh, you, you tell me, was it fun? Yeah, it was. Um, I, you know, I, I dealt with a couple of concussions. Um, so like, I, I have like my own like, uh, you know, you know, I'm not at. I, I, it's like a different point. Yeah. Where I am now with football. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't watch as much football. Um, I don't. The, the love for the game is just because of what happened to me is and like I'm a little bit indifferent right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that will change or not. Just because I I think I I would I want the game to be safe, and uh, you know I don't want people to. If more people knew or could understand like what the concussions do. Yeah. You know, because I had two pretty bad ones in college. If if more people knew what that did, um, and like the length of time it really took to kind of get back to normal, at least for me, mm-hmm. I'm speaking on my own experience mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that would kind of open up some eyes. Yeah. But you know, it's a fun game. It's like UFC. You know, you know everybody loves to watch it. But. Um, this is the funniest that like the most violent things uh, get the most uh, highest ratings. It's like my, you know, one of our. our <laughs> that we're still we're still kind of like barbarians. They're like the modern day gladiators. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it yeah. often. Yeah, you know, it's like um, but you know, I, it drives so much freaking money. Yeah, you know? they just announced an eighteen game season for next year. Yeah, you know that's it's, ridiculous. It's, it's sick. The, the dollars talk. The dollars talk. And we are. Not necessarily you, but like the masses drive the dollars, you know. Right. So people tune in. Like I- I'll watch football on Sunday, eat chicken wings, hang yeah. out, drink. You know, like, like have people over, go to the bar. And it's like most people, most Division One schools, Division Two schools, Division Three schools, and NAIA schools, football is the leading producer of money yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like. Maryland. Because alums want to watch the game, right? It's like the well, most, it's the most 
accessible language. It's going to generate it's money. The most universal language. Yeah. You know, it's like... How's the football program? Right. You know, that... Basically, if you want to take a look at a school, you judge them by the health of the football program. Yeah. You know, are you in a big conference? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Are you... Uh, how's your record? Are you Are you performing? If you're not in a big conference, are you getting to bowl games? Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like... Um, I, I, I've been in this period of indifference yeah for some years now i don't know because like, the way the sport treated you or because the the sport treated me fine you know like no, i that's maybe the wrong way to say it right you know? but like, you know i think my time with the sport i i was you know upset with the way like my college career went um i was obviously upset with like dealing with like those like it's injuries you can't see a concussion is something you cannot see. Mm-hmm. And there's no scar. Right. There's no cast. There's, there's nothing. But you walk around with a limp. Right. <laughs> you might be walking around. Like, <laughs> in the, maybe walking yeah. around in the walls. You know, <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, you wake up and you, I would see this light and it would hurt. Jesus Christ. You know, that that that's what kind of like. That's a, a scary stuff. So. You don't want to mess with the brain. Yeah, you know, and. I'm very like supportive of like studies, um, performing, you know, and like just like the like NIH had a study with the NFL and it kind of fell through the cracks because it wasn't being led the way NIH wanted it, or like the NFL wanted the study to be led. I don't want the game to be changed too much. So then, like this goes back to hermeneutics of suspicion. Mm-hmm. The NFL was like the NIH, NIH was like performing a study and it wasn't going is you know the data came out and the nfl kind of pulled the rest of their funding because of what yeah. what had come out they don't want to they don't want to remove the veil right they, <laughs> they, or, or put the veil in place right they wanted to just go with it business know? as usual right and uh i think that's something that the nfl is going to have to deal with coming in the next decade yeah I think so too. Um, like, I think it's a matter of they, they, I don't know. Can't get, keep getting away with it. That's not, that's a strong way to say it. But uh, um, the society is becoming, I think, too um, sensitive to um, things that are harmful. You know, whether, right. whether it's, I mean, the brain is the coolest thing ever. It's Ever. the operator. It's the and and, and the how about conductor. This? And how about this? The the all the doctors and the scientists and the, the and the brains understand most all the other organs of the body, but the but the paradox is that the brain that smart brains can't understand the brain. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's Does that make always, sense? Yeah, like you, it's like it's a, it's a total paradox. It's like it's, you shouldn't be able to understand the brain because it's like. It's the like the, it's body. like it's like basically the yeah. eye, the eye trying to see the eye without a mirror. Right. It doesn't work. Right. It's impossible. You know. You know, and I I think uh and it's I mean if you believe in a god then that's that makes sense, you that, know. That that right there other minds by Peter Godfrey. Um you know, for everybody that's listening, it's a great book. Um talks about the origins of consciousness from a common ancestor you know it's it's all about like what you want to dive into it's um yeah. it's it's interesting and it's it's 
But there's there's definitely other things on this earth that have our abilities, in my opinion. What do you mean? Speak further. Like octopi, I think that's plural for octopus. Yeah, they have the ability. So it's on the front. Yeah, they are um, like cephalopods. They're social conscious creatures. Like um, you put an octopus in a, in a lab tank, he's gonna try to get out. Like in that in that um, book, they did a test. I think it was in Switzerland or Sweden. And they they had an octopus in the tank, and it was shooting like water at the light switch, mm-hmm. so it could get out of the tank uh. when the research when the researchers came into the room. Like there's there's so many like fields of really evidence, cool. and it, it it's it's really 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 awesome. Meaning that all right, so a lot of people say that we are the top of the food chain. We are the we have the, the we are the survivals of the fittest. We are the fittest of their old survivals, you know. Right. Um. And how does that? How would that rank with octopi? You know, or what's the argument? I mean, so they don't live very long. Yeah. Um. They kind of reproduce, and the male will die. Um. It's not a, like a long lifespan, but. They're one of the, probably the most interesting creatures on Earth. Hmm. You know, I was scuba diving like um, maybe like a year and a half ago, and I came across like a large octopus. Yeah, and it was like one of the most amazing interactions. And then I came across a couple of cephalopods, and that was the most amazing interaction I've ever had with an animal in my life. Um, it was. You have you've had a dog for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. a lot of other animals. Um, so what is it about it? Like, and it was only for a matter of minutes, and you're underwater in a foreign environment, but it was amazing. They, it was like um, some type of like communication. You know, you felt like, some sort of connection, or or I felt like uh, you know, you swim up to a fish, it's gonna swim away. Mm-hmm. Like the octopus kind of looked at me, like flared its tentacles, and then kind of went back into its hole. The cephalopods, they were smaller. What are those cephalopods? Cephalopods are, um, I forget the formal name for them. Yeah. But they can change colors. They used to like have big shells. Now they're like just. Uh, so big shells. Yeah, but they've evolved, and now they're out of their shells, and they can propel via, like, smaller tentacles. So, are they a small version of an octopus? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, But they all, like, aligned into a... It was like a... a, It was almost like a marching band. And then I looked at at them, and then as I moved, they would kind of, like, do some formation. And it was the coolest thing. I As soon as I got back to, like, the boat, I... I was like, I just saw the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life, you know, like, and it was like the color changing the, it was like, they were trying to be social with me, but smart being right. Like, 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 like social, like, like you, you know, the lack of a better term aware that they're interacting with another species. Right. And like an alien. Like a smart ass fucking alien, right? You know, I, French, but like that comes down and just like, 
I don't know. You're right. Still stare at each other and not be afraid of each other. Right. You know, and I, I think that's like promising to, you know, we, we still have a lot or a ways to go with like exploring our oceans, but you know, I, I think, um, I think like exploring our oceans will give us more, at least, you know, speaking of aliens, like at least it'll give us like more like, uh, like insight to worlds beyond and, and exactly. other other potentials for, of life outside of earth and like you know when we have 2.0 i'll bring <laughs> <laughs> i'll bring over some blantons <laughs> yeah <laughs> when, we have some octopus. <laughs> <laughs> when we have 2.0 i'm gonna bring over another book it's called um i gotta know, do, do my reading it's called something it's something hidden it's a it's a actually you know, you said you're a Rogan guy. Mm-hmm. He was actually on that podcast. Huh. Um, something deeply hidden. And uh it's a book about the idea of like physics, metaphysics, and like many worlds theory. So the idea that there are more than one it might not be there are more than one of you, but it might not be Billy Garrish. Yeah. That second split. So, like, in, in Sweden, they did this. This is, like, we're going deep here. <laughs> so, in Sweden, they did this um, experiment. They called it, like, a, uh, a, a universe splitter. Yeah. So, what they did is they took electrons and they blast them through this thing and they split. Uh-huh. And basically, what it simulates is um, if I said to the electron splitter, like, I will have a sip of my drink. Mm-hmm period it would send it through and then it would split the electrons and it would come back like and if it told me you will have one in the other world the second version of myself Mm -hmm. it's not really me but they would not have a sit they would do the opposite right and like that's like going into like the many worlds theory which like uh is like a really big mind bender to um most people just understanding that like it's like this 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 could be really far out but like quantum entanglement is the idea that you know two electrons are like um they're they're entangled no matter where they are and whatever happens to a the opposite happens to b so like yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's all i mean that could be the whole idea of dialectics right you familiar, yeah? Of just like opposites. There's opposites all around us, you know? One of the, the m- most uh, regaled and for good reason and famous novels of all time, War and Peace. Those are opposites. And why is it timeless? Uh, has it resonated? Um, because it's all about, like, it's a narrative that, um, uh, it's dialectics, it's philosophy that's packaged in a narrative. Right. right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, and it's just this, weird, I think Heraclitus might have talked about it. Pre-Socratics. Um, about, is it Heraclitus? Maybe it was, it was definitely a pre-Socratic. I'm not quite sure which one it was. Um, of just like, the idea of opposites. Way back then, 800 BC. Of just like, this orb of just like, it's all one entity and you can't necessarily uh, distinguish or differentiate one from the other, but there are opposing forces. Um, It's kind of like, yeah, like 
this this book is always about like there's a wavelength you know nothing is there's nothing is very is like when uh, a lot of us think in a linear way yeah but it's actually like it might be beneficial to not think in a linear way for some time or like and it's hard for us in like in a world like this where sun comes up sun comes down like everything in our natural lives is dialectics right there you know but like this is all about like the wavelength like you know there's no start or there's no end Mm -hmm. which is like really just is it just is but it's not as nihilistic as it sounds you know yeah it's like uh, maybe it is I don't know. I, yeah, and like that's a battle of like, you know, that's a that's a that's a battle that like we all have to like, uh, you know, come between is like you know, to 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 suffer is to live, but mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. find meaning in the suffering is 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 your why. Yeah, you know, it's like the the it's like the journey is the destination. It's like and that's not where you're going, but it's like the process of right. where you're going is what is. It's like you know, you know, Nietzsche There's had an infinite like, amount of like analogies, but God, Nietzsche had like the birth of tragedy, yeah. and you know, like that's kind of like our our life, most of our lives, in like human life in general. Like, there's a lot of tragedy, and like that for whatever form that comes in, like it's unanticipated, and sometimes we do anticipate it, but the idea is like you know when you can understand that like okay this is gonna happen to me like how am i gonna like come about from this yeah or like and you know it's like the birth lottery that's another philosophy is that like none of us chose like who we are or like how who we were born as but it's a crazy idea it is it really is and you know you start getting into these and they're just like mind bending. You believe in the soul, like what happens when you die? You know, uh, right? You know, um, like does the soul live, or is it is the soul eternal, or is the soul just a uh, projection of the brain onto like a larger canvas? Right? Are these just like our? Um, are these our? Our mediums for our, mm-hmm. you know, our internal or these are, is this what we have? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's one thing that like, you know, philosophy, religion and everything else has been trying to quell for. To tug at. Yeah, for, for many millennia. But I, I I don't know that there's a sound answer. And I think that's only we'll ever have a sound answer. I you know I think the only time we'll get a sound answer is when we experience whatever. When we're not here to convey or relay, <laughs> relay the that is three point <laughs> <laughs> That's like yeah, it's yes, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. When you're when you're, when you're living it or dying it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's wild stuff. Um, I we can keep going all night, but uh, we when you when, I, when we talked earlier about like the information age, I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't like it. 
Um, well, I was more speaking to the idea, and we spoke, we spoke of this, I think, right before our bathroom break, um, about um, the amount of information coming in through our phones and th- from everyone and from papers and screens right. yeah. and things. And yeah. I say, all right, the antidote to the flood is going to be Noah. I mean, yeah, you get to it. The antidote to the flood right. is going to be right. philosophy. Who's building it, Noah's Ark? I mean, it's going to be, yeah, yeah sure. It's, it's philosophy. Um, I have a little bit of a problem. Help me with this. I don't know if I have a problem. Not, maybe I just don't understand it enough. With history. Okay. Because <laughs> history, actually, the word history is uh, comes from, the, I think, the Greek word, which means inquire. Yeah. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where it should stay. Um, because, um, when you have, I think, please call me out, but people that are, that spend a lot of time and try to write down what happened in World War II or what happened in whatever, any, any given time. And we're reading it now in 2021 as quote fact, um, I I have I I take a I'm not umbrage, but like I don't buy it. I don't buy it because the people, um, even if you're there, you can't get fact. There might not be any fact, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe in the world, uh, um, I had a I had a a, a friend or not a friend yeah a friend at uh, St John's. And we did a class together, and she's like, I don't know that there's any sort of absolute. Other than there are no absolutes. Like, I was That's like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm 6'2". She's like, yeah, maybe you're not. Maybe you're 6'2 and a quarter. Maybe you're 5'11 or something like that. Um, it's just a minor thing, and it's not going to upset the world. The world keeps spinning. Um but if you take that and extrapolate it and, and project it onto a larger scale and you want to really take history for um, for truth or uh, uh, getting close to it, um, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not on board. So, you know, I think uh, historically, like, you know, historians are important. Um, history... Is usually written by the victors. Yeah. Um, now, there you go. That's a problem. You know, I think uh, which which is a problem when when I started studying. Like it's a, a fun read. Yeah. There's there's like lessons to be taken from it, but right. I wouldn't call it fact. Right. You know, like you read about like you know when I started delving into like Native American philosophy, and then you start learning about like their like spiritual journeys, like the the buffalo or like the bison massacre um you start learning about like the like colonization and like stuff like that like so it takes you out of like typical context which is important to like it's always important to read everything and like it's like you know examining your scope is like important yeah um but you're right like you know it's like even when Nietzsche, like, you know, one of my favorite um, philosophers, like when he was going through a, a period of mental decline, his um, his writings were taken advantage of by 
his lover. So he had, he had a girlfriend that changed a lot of his writing. So there's certain translations that you shouldn't read and like, they're going to portray different meanings and like a, and like a lot of like what he says can be kind of like a complete 180 to like what somebody would normally think, yeah. which is, and he's already like kind of left field for most people. Yeah. So I think it's always important to, but I mean, that just goes back to like cultivating, you know, yourself. It's like I, fifth time, <laughs> you know, read. It's a great, it's a great, I love the term. You know, like, goes back to because farming. like, it, it, farming started you're like, all. you're John Locke. You're going to harvest the fruits of your own labor. Yeah. Like when you are going through life, the only way you're going to be able to like, I, I think this, this is how, this is what I'll leave everybody with. Right yeah, please. You know, when you're going through life, you know, you are a farmer. Yeah. And you will harvest as much as you can. But like you will harvest the fruits of your own labor and that's important. You know, don't don't lose track of context and make sure you absorb as much as you can. And make sure you develop your own self. Um Amen. Amen. And uh, do you mind if I build on that a little bit? Sure. Um, I'm not trying to knock history, um, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's more like a plug for philosophy uh, in that, like, I don't need to fact check Nietzsche. There's no no fucking facts in there. Right. It's all. um, It's him. It's him. And it's all musings on this crazy thing we call life, and uh, and all the and all of philosophy. You know, it's not like all right, this is the date, this is the place, these are the people, this is what happened. Next chapter. I think that's boring. Um, there's a lot. All right, there's a great quote that I. Um, uh, it's like a, a refrain of mine for a lot of what I do. I write, I write a good amount. Um, I love watch, I love, I love r- watching movies and like writing about how they inspire me and books or whatever it might be. I love writing. Um, it's it's a quote from Westworld. Did you ever watch Westworld? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The fuck, in the first season, it's crazy. The first season was absolutely nuts. Anthony Hopkins, unreal. Right before he, I guess, got killed. But it was such a good, such a good show. Um, and he's like, at the end, he's like, um, how did it go? Um, sometimes, uh, what was it? Fiction. Oh, yeah. Fiction, basically, a story. I've always loved story. I think it was like, I always love stories. They tell their lies that tell a deeper truth. Uh, Um, I think that philosophy could be seen as like, it's not nonfiction. It's not nonfiction. That's for sure. It's not a historical account of anything. It's just musings. It's just the love of wisdom. About, literally. (laughs) 
It's just musing about the human condition and what the heck we're doing on this this chunk of rock flinging around the sun and how to uh, make sense of it all. And uh, that can be eternally right and eternally wrong at the same time. And you shouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I think... I think it's always acceptable to change your school of thought. Yeah. I think it's always acceptable to experiment with other schools of thought. And just, I think the, you know, the writings of, the writings on the wall are always what you make them. Yeah. You have to make yourself. And, and you know what? And I, that's, the, I think that's the empowering idea of philosophy is just like how you want to interpret it. Is it going to hit you or not? Right. Uh, is your mind going to be open or not? I think. I think history. I think historians are cl- closed-minded, and that like this is like we're looking at all these documents and like this is the way it was. This is the way it was. This is historians. Are like, I don't care how the way it was. I don't care. I like a good story, but what I more care about is like what's the nature of love, justice, um, um, democracy government politic like the nature of it the the usia i like that the greek word for essence is usia to each his own you know what i think we're setting that's the empowering that's the empowering thing that i think if you think like that allows it helps to maybe take a philosophically practical or practical philosophical approach to what you're saying earlier yeah um that might be it. Just read read philosophy, and yeah. then you'll find yourself. <laughs> you'll find what <laughs> what really tickles. Yeah, you, you need know. read a lot, but uh, I think we're really setting up two point here. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not. I think you're saying the same thing. I'm not saying you have to read Nietzsche. I but I would. Uh, you're not saying you need to read. Really, there's there's philosophy all over the place, and it's like you know, cloaked in literature. There's literature, and you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, it's more of like just like a mindset. But I think the best way to get in that mindset is to read the philosophy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to read um, Zarathustra with you. I'll, I'll send you a good copy. You got to get the good translation, though. And then um, I will. Um, I'll, let's, I'll, l- l- let's do I'm going to send you a good copy of that. Please. And then Please. Uh, I think that'll set us up for 2.0. Yeah. And beyond. And beyond. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you for having me out. Billy. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, love that you're here. Pillars of community. You got him. It's the best, <laughs> best podcast out right now. Oh, come on, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, we could wrap all night long. Until, we really could until we fall asleep. But I, I appreciate <laughs> but, you. Yeah, you know, we got to save some more for the sequel. Yeah, with sequel. the Blantons. <laughs> with the Blantons. Yes. All right. Ciao. Good night. Thank you. Amen. Pillars of pillars of community. Pillars. Signing off.